Hi everybody, thanks for listening. This is Sean, the GM. You might have noticed a couple of episodes ago that I mentioned learning about Nova Scotia. Well, this is the episode where I decided to open my mouth about that. Welcome to episode 22. Education, shopping, cliffhangers, and... Last time on Dick and Ball Z, I mean Dungeon Ball Z, I mean oh, who gives a fuck anymore. Y'all had gone out into the woods, gathered not only the sod root that... Uh, Foresight was seeking to help alleviate the symptoms of wolfbane poisoning in Nina Born, but also uh, found some, I think I called it sleep leaf. Sounds about right. Some sleeping cool. plant. <laughs> Nailed it. Sleep Sleeper's leaf is what sleeper's I have. Sleeper's leaf. Uh, that's, that's what it was. Oh. Some, it's, uh, found it's the sweepy leaf. Uh, we're just gonna call it crunk from now on so uh <laughs> no uh you had found some sleeper's leaf as well which y'all had determined might help with some of the nasty nasty dreams people have been having but another thing that kind of happened besides some you know some inventory management and identification a man by the name of gerard had come seeking riley Riley Morheim for an outstanding debt not Riley Morheim <laughs> for for an outstanding debt that he uh he owed due to his his mother's house though reclaimed not being uh fully paid off or compensated uh you had determined that the full price listed was kind of not bullshit from a legal standpoint but it, it was kind of assholery from the debt owners uh so it can be lowered uh upon the whim of said institution or collectors um but aside from that you had also uh been on your way to the market to sell some things, purchase some things, find some things, and have a strange little finding in an alleyway in which uh, it seemed like somebody was following the group, uh, but they promptly vanished, leaving their clothes behind. Oh yeah, I forgot about the naked stalker. <laughs> yes, the naked stalker. Technically... He wasn't naked until he started running away. He wasn't naked while stalking. Correct. He was the naked fleer. Um, I feel that's an important distinction to make. So with that, um, that's right around where we ended. Uh, There are two people that are also accompanying Gerard uh, who have not introduced themselves. A human woman and a half-orc man. Uh... And Gerard is following kind of behind the entirety of the group. Uh, he does have like a an air of being kind of suspicious of the group and just being a suspicious person uh, Don't in general. Worry. Riley will find out their names because he makes friends with everybody. Oh, I was just going to stab him. Is that okay? All right. Oh, yeah, okay. I can do that. Well, we can go that way if you want to. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. Uh, indeed. So with that, um, oh yes, before I forget because it's important, 
Uh, y'all found medicine. Uh, y'all robbed a noble um, with great ease, thanks to Taraxis, and cured Lark of his Chalcodemonia. Glad you're not dying anymore, Lark. As am I. <laughs> Let's get right back into it with Brock and Adira rejoining the group from the alleyway and the party as a whole moving on to the market. Alright, so um, there was that uh, sheet that Chris put up uh, beforehand too. Is there anything in particular anybody wanted to do about uh, what was mentioned there? Divvying up things? Selling things? I was good with what he posted, so. Oh man, it's been like a week and a half since I looked at this and I'm like, wow, I wrote a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. It, it's, it's good though. Um, so on uh, the agenda of things to do, I know there were items listed on there that we are deaf or that I wanted felt inclined to definitely sell, um, which included the uh, box of short swords, some gems that we got, and a few like scrolls and oils that I don't think we're actually really going to use. All right. Uh, yes, you were selling a box of eleven short swords, uh, gems which you had roughly valued to between two and three hundred gold pieces. A uh, scroll of burning hands, a scroll of fireball, several bags of coin, uh, which you said unless Clint is taking these, unless you gave them to him, the bags of coin that you like took out of like smaller areas and stuff, uh, he would not have nor be knowledgeable of. Oh. Uh, and the oil of inflict minor wounds. Well, then, considering that we were gearing up for the shopping trip and setting aside things we were planning to sell, is it kind of safe to assume that maybe, since he hasn't seen these bags of coins, we might have saw if he was interested in them before leaving out? Yes, that's absolutely fine. Makes sense. Uh, he he would have been, as with all of the historical coins that you had, he can ultimately just turn them into bigger amounts of money. Uh, but with you going on a shopping trip he he would have said that if you need them please use them uh uh it would be better for us to be uh well prepared rather than you know well laden so to speak and there is plenty more enough in the hall that is worth quite a deal Okay, in that case, there's no harm in seeing what we could get for the several bags of coins if there is an interested buyer, but uh, maybe we won't sell them up front unless we really need to. Which, I mean, you can use them just as coins. You can just use them like a gold piece is still a gold piece. They are worth their weight, which has not really changed much in the last two centuries. Oh, awesome. Then uh, about how much money do we have in our hands from these uh, several bags of coins? Uh, in assorted coinage, you would have roughly 200 gold in these little bags. Oh, well, that's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> awesome. I kind of thought they were just worthless historical, uh, like, items and artifacts. <laughs> Neat. No, no, like, um, they are technically, if sold to collectors, as Clint was doing, worth more than their metal value. Uh, but as coins, they still function for their metal value. All right. Then uh, I think the point still stands. We'll try to not sell them if we can avoid it. All right. So uh, going into town shopping, uh, what is everybody looking for? I know that Adira was seeking textiles or 
uh, glove making. Yep, and I'm going to help her uh, with that shopping. Uh, and I was looking for materials to integrate that stone into my necklace. All right, y'all. Yeah, cause when, when you said uh, y'all stole, I'm like y'all. You you struck that heavy accent there. <laughs> oh no, I ain't struck no heavy accents yet. Oh, no, honey, I you ain't. ain't got no room to talk no how because you can't Alex out accent me when it comes to the south. No, this is just embarrassing, honestly. <laughs> You just yeet your last hog. Wow. Starting early this session, I see. Yeah, 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 we are. Oh, uh, Y'all sound like my family. <laughs> I sound like my family, and I don't know how I like that. Well, ain't that a hoot, nanny? Fuck it, this is Forsyth's voice from now on. <laughs> oh, jeez. You can deal with it. Why is everyone speaking in tongues? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> okay, we gotta stop before I get stuck there, because that is how my family talks. <laughs> Alright, um... So, uh... Textile seeking, uh, seeking of selling things, uh, anything else, uh, or uh, you're looking for uh, filigree metal, um, Brock, most likely. Yep. Um, anything else in particular? Uh, I believe we were going to the apothecary to try to find a potion of cure disease to put an epic plan into motion to save Nina. And then uh, we also have some things that need to be identified. A couple of potions, a couple of scrolls, and uh, I believe that fancy dagger that I have on my person is technically magic and unidentified. Uh, correct. That is correct. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. Oh, and... Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. I've got to take box toy shopping. Okay. Box. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'll put this in the chat room so y'all can just see what magical items are available. Anything less than 2,000 gold has a chance of being present, so like that potion, uh, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think y'all have enough money to go for any of this stuff, but it's there nonetheless. Uh, oh. <laughs> Wow. Um, like, like I said, anything under 2,000 gold, there's just a chance of it being there. So It's just like real life. Here's a list of all the shit you want and can't afford. Yeah. All right. So seeking a potion oh. of cure light wounds. Yes. No. Cure disease. Or, cure disease. That's what I meant, damn it. Well, that's not what you said, damn it. It's okay. Edit it out. Make yourself look like the smart one. Okay. Luckily, most of that I can't use, so I don't feel too bad about most of the stuff not being able to be bought by me. Oops. I did that backwards, but yeah, that's a... There is one present. Guys, we should steal all of this stuff. You'll have to talk to Lark about the theft. He's better at that than any of the rest of us. Yeah, I was just about to ask how the security is at this place. 
Um, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> call it like a high security place, but they keep an eye on things and keep things in cases and whatnot. So, yeah. well, I'm just, I'm just going to say, I don't know if anybody can use one, a plus four nullifying halberd. We could, we could use that <laughs> or sell it. Uh, if you're it's talking about the magical gold. weapon shops and stuff like where the really expensive items are, they have good security. I was talking about the fucking apothecary. <laughs> ah. Yeah, they they have magical locks and magical fucking everything to make it hard for very expensive things to be stolen. Not impossible, but hard. Also remember that you're being followed by a debt collector who is watching everything yeah. you do. It's an easy way to pay off the debt. <laughs> hey dude, when we steal this, you get a cut. <laughs> Flawless logic. Uh, no, the answer is we just split up. They can't follow all of us, and hopefully they don't follow a lark. <sighs> Quit sign. Our rogue wants to do rogue things. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not going to be robbing them. I'm still not a bad uh, person. Uh, he 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 may. He may be a mild thief, but he's not like a thiefy thief. He he thieves for reasons, not for reasons. Um. Sure. It technically makes sense. If you say so. Well, I mean, reasons is a vague word. It's okay. I'm nodding and smiling. Just <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yes, there is a potion of cure disease available. It is a file, uh, which is a one use. And it is quite expensive, however. Uh, the label being listed at 750 gold pieces. Oh, it's like they know I'm in debt. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I currently have negative money. How am I supposed to afford this? Okay. It's almost as if that's the standard price for such an item. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, I guess then, like, the first real thing we got to do is figure out how much money we're taking in for selling the objects that we're selling. So we know what we're working with. All right. So I'm going to do a thing. Uh, who... Uh, okay, so we're gonna do a thing here to kind of sell your stuff off. Uh, who wants to try and sell uh, this, the weapons, who wants to sell the gems, and who wants to sell the magical items? The scrolls and the oil. I have, I have a negative charisma, so I should be in charge of all of that. Alright. Brock, please roll me into play. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not being anywhere near that. Uh, I'd volunteer Riley, but I think that during the shopping trip, Riley's going to be spending the majority of his time when he's not like mentioning ideas and how to sell objects and what we need to actually need to buy and invest in. He's going to be spending that time talking to his uh, debt collectors, um, perhaps telling them some stories and just getting to know them and on their good side as we're casually shopping. Okay, go ahead and make me a diplomacy check on that front. 
Can I raise you the diplomacy check with by uh, Riley giving them a uh, telling a story, perhaps of a uh, young girl growing up and raising a family with a man she met in her hometown, raising a single child, that man dying, going into poverty, and running a bakery for the rest of her life? I'm going to say in this particular situation, uh, while while it will not help, it will also not penalize you. This guy, it's his job to basically to hear everybody's sob stories while he's trying to collect money from them. So next, I think. Okay, I will go. <laughs> um, do his companions seem potentially a bit more sympathetic? Uh. Maybe. Go, go ahead and give me that roll. Sure, I will. And you know what? I'll, I brought physical dice to my own table today, and I'm going to try rolling that out. So you do that. I'm going to. 10 on the die. Perform oratory. 6. 16. 16. So, yeah, I think as far as it goes, like, probably... Uh, Probably the, let's see here, the half-orc man uh, seems to kind of be enraptured a bit more by your story than the other two, who seem a little more uh, dispassionate. Not necessarily like they're assholes, but you would understand in their line of work they have to be, otherwise they're not good at their jobs. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead and give me... Uh, your diplomacy as well. Neat. Uh, let's see. Seven on the die plus eight diplomacy. Fifteen. Fifteen. So, I mean, they're amenable enough. Uh, they're obviously a little edgy in, in the sense that uh, they've probably been in situations like this before where they've gone to get money from one person and that person had a group of people. And it perhaps did not end extremely well, but they are professionals. And so they are making sure that they don't at any point get surrounded by you. Uh, they, you know, they're being careful. Uh, they don't seem particularly like they have any animosity towards you either. So uh, they're just doing their jobs. You know, they don't want any trouble. They don't want to give you any trouble. They just want to get in, get out, and have it still be safe and no one get hurt and all that. They're good people. They're not, I mean, they're not necessarily, you know, good, but uh, alignment-wise, uh, very few people have strong alignments like that. But, uh, you know, they're not bad people. They're just doing their jobs. Right. Okay. And then I, I guess the, the last real focus, if there's time for Riley to segue from storytelling to casual conversation, uh, he's interested to know a little bit more about them. Um, names for his other, for Gerard's other two companions and um, information they uh, might be willing to share to a casual acquaintance. Yeah, that they, they'd be fine with sharing. Uh, the woman's name is Yora Vane. Uh, Yora Vane. Yora, first name. Right. Vane, last name. Yep. Uh, and the half-orc, his name is Bolt Orlin. Okay. 
God damn it. Not your a vein. No. Jeez. <laughs> no, you. Damn it, that's what I was going to say. That's what I did say. <laughs> I It didn't catch on until I saw it in fucking text. I'm, yeah, it's okay. It. Can't win them all. No, that's literally the reason I put it in text, because I realized I didn't get it. <sighs> I don't take credit for the joke. I just, I just had to elaborate it in a way that it would still be funny. Fucking veins, am I right? God. They never <laughs> Um, I, I mean, you would be, uh, you would come to learn. They're all from Solaria. Like, that's their place of origin. Um, they are not solely, you know, debt collectors. They tend to be mercenaries, but, like, not like, hey, go over there and fight this feudal lord because we don't like them style mercenaries. They're... They're business mercenaries. They do muscle jobs for things. They'll do anything from, you know, heavy lifting to shit like they're doing now and collecting uh, debts and and doing rake jobs and stuff. Okay. Okay. Like, they're they're not. They, they do seem a little bit reserved with giving out much of their personal information. Uh, and uh, you can give me a knowledge local. You have knowledge local? Yes. I do have knowledge local. Yeah, you can give me a knowledge local. Oh, well, I rolled a two, which brings me to an eight. Uh, so you're not exactly sure what their jobs would entail beyond like extremely common knowledge. But, like, you just feel like, yeah, they, they they probably aren't super trusting of people that owe money to them or their employers. So uh, Okay, so to earn their trust, I have to pay off my debt, and then we can become friends. Like everything but, in life, it all comes down to money. I gotcha. It, it, it may be along those lines. Like, they would <laughs> certainly have no issue with you at that point. Right. Okay. Good, good. And, like, uh, you would be able to tell just watching them. They have relaxed a little bit since you do seem to be engaging in a venture to pay off the debt. But they are still slightly on guard. It's just much less than when you initially met, like, uh, Gerard. It doesn't constantly have his hand on it, the hilt of his sword anymore. Uh, stuff like that. Right. They're just walking. All right. Um... One last question then before we can probably move on to shopping. Do they have any like major interests, the three of them individually? Like is one conveniently really into cooking that I could hook them up with leaf? <laughs> um like you you're asking them this? Well, yeah, I mean being muscle mercenaries can't be all they're interested in. They they're people too. Everyone here is a person. What are they This can't be all to it. All there is to it. Give me another diplomacy. I'll make this one a second. All right. Let's do that. Uh, Nat 20 for 28. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, they do all have separate interests. Uh, uh, ultimately, like, Gerard wants to, uh, like, 
he just wants his family to be secure and in a good place, you know? And so, like, his personal interests are fairly mundane. Uh, you know, he wants to be a family man, but the only way for him to do that in the long run is to make enough money early so that he doesn't have to spend the rest of his years, you know, like, fucking working at the docks or some shit. Uh, Yora is kind of interested in in leatherworking. You notice that she's got a uh, satchel that's very well made uh, for what you might consider amateur work. Uh, so it, it's by no means masterful work, but it's good. And you would notice that each of the others actually has a similar uh, satchel as well. Oh, they have uniforms. God. They don't have uniforms, but they all have these satchels that are a little bit different each, but all of them seem to be good and sturdy. No, it's it's more like office watches then. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Balt is actually, um, when he's not... Uh, doing these jobs for big money is a semi sort of professional boxer. That's interesting. Does he carry a weapon? Uh, you notice that he he's got some. He's got like a club. He's got a a dagger. But um, you also notice that his hands are pretty heavily wrapped, and that there are metal studs on the wrappings. Awesome. So yeah, you you get you get those little tidbits about them. Uh, Gerard's a family man, Balt's a boxer, and Yora uh, is kind of into, uh, like, tanning and leather work. Uh, you would also notice, probably with looking over each of them as you're doing this, uh, that Yora, of them all, she has the most weapons. Uh, most of them daggers. But she also has a bow. Okay. So... <clears throat> While you're talking to them and mm -hmm. uh, you're making your way through the market, uh, it's pretty crowded. Um, I want you, Riley, specifically to give me a perception check. Let's see. So 10 on the die, which brings me to a 16. All right. So you're pushing on through. Like, as a group, you're kind of shuffling through the crowd and you bump into a few people. Uh, some of which you apologize, some of which are, just, you know, they go on. It's none of their business. It happens in crowds, you bump into people. But you don't notice anything out of out of the ordinary. How unusual. <laughs> My suspicions are immediately raised. Uh, nothing weird's going on. Da-da. What's happening? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we're going to pop on right quick over to Brock. Um, so... Let's let's go over a little bit more what you want. Uh, you want to be able to set this uh, crystal into your uh, Boro necklace, correct? That is correct, yes. All right, so how exactly do you want to go about that? Do you want, like, a... Uh, so do you want to get, like, a jewelry filigree or, like, try and make a very delicate stone uh, setting for it? Uh, what do you want to do? Uh... Honestly, he would probably be more interested in trying to make something out of stone and actually maybe set it into the already stone that is, you know, in his, that's already part of the necklace. All right, so... If you know what I'm saying. Perhaps then you're not necessarily looking for materials, but a tool. Uh, 
with which to do that to like carve into your beads uh yeah sure uh you know i don't own masterwork tools that could probably be what i'm looking for i don't know how much masterwork tools can you're looking for masterwork tools probably first tier based on what you can afford yeah alright so those are 50 gold um, at, oh, as, as usual um, you would be looking at uh, stonework tools or sculpting tools uh, same thing basically um, yeah and you would I'd say you'd be able to find a set. Would they be willing to trade me? Obviously not at, you know, one for one, but for my regular artisan's tools that I already have? Uh, how much do those cost? Uh, they're worth five gold. Five gold. Uh, they would take them in trade, yes. Uh, it would it would lower the cost uh, by three gold, so you'd be looking at 47. Okay. Uh, that's all you were looking for? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Other than that, he'd probably just hang out with other people and see what they were doing. Uh, in the back of the group, Adira is using her face in the crowd ability uh, to blend in uh, with the group and whatnot. You all, I don't think she's inherently using it on. Like, you would all pass being fairly constant and knowing she's there. But uh, you would notice that people in the crowd aren't paying her much mind at all. Uh, they're giving much more heed to Box as he lumbers around. Doesn't matter how long you wait, nobody's going to laugh at that still. Somebody somewhere is laughing. And it might be me, but somebody is doing it. So, Chris, do you wear a big backpack and sell masks on your back? <laughs> you know what? It's weird. That is my day job. How'd you how'd you fucking guess? <laughs> oh, it was a laugh. It gave it away. Are you writing that down? Like are you taking notes of my life? No. Oh. Uh I mean Yes. And, okay, thank you for lying to make me feel important. I mean Yes. Patches, you're not being good anymore. My name's not Patches. I wasn't. Don't, don't yell at me. He gives everybody cute little nicknames. That's adorable. But please don't yell at me. Hey, Patches. Say hi. Of course, you're not going to say anything now that you're up here. He, he's telling you to go fuck yourself. How'd you know? I'm saying it with my mind. God, this guy. <laughs> Come on. Yes, Patches, run game. You can do it. Uh, <laughs> I heard a noise. I know you're there. <laughs> Your whole player base just ghosts you in the middle of session. We all just fuck off and leave our mics on. <laughs> <laughs> This was Troy's plan, wasn't it? What? No, I'm busy building dice towers. Towers of dice or dice towers for rolling dice? Uh, towers of dice. Okay. It's an important distinction. I've picked out my Adira dice. 
Okay. Does like anyone else here want to like make a, a separate Discord group that just has the players, just so we can randomly do shit to fuck with John? Because I kind of want to do that now. <laughs> I, I feel like that's this Discord. I am I am petty enough to go along with it. Right. Sorry, need. <laughs> need someone to say like fuck it. Why not? That's all I'm asking for. That's it. I'm, just, I'm gonna make that later. Don't worry. So Lark or will I? <laughs> Amazing. I don't know. Will you? I don't know. I don't will know. you? No, I won't. But won't you? I don't know. Will you? I won't. Hey Riley, you ready not. to take over as DM? <laughs> Why? Well, I'm having so much fun doing what I'm currently doing. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Riley Moreheim's company is now called the Black Eyed Peas. Uh. Wait. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Lee. <laughs> uh, Lark, Adira, you go to a textile shop. Um, I do believe, Lark, that you were interested in making her gloves masterwork, so, uh, tell, tell me what you're looking for here. Well, I'm only looking for, um, tier one masterwork. Um, I need to bring up the, um, actual, uh, masterwork document here again, but I just want them to look fancy, basically. Uh, you just want them to look fancy? That would be decorative, I believe? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. Uh, so the plus one bonus to diplomacy checks. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking for some nice fabrics to do that. Okay. So for 17 gold, you will have the materials you need uh, to do that. Well, I'm the one banking this, so... Yes. Yeah, because I don't got no money. Fair enough. But didn't you, didn't you just get a whole bag of money? We all got I... a bag of money. No. Maybe I just didn't write down my money. It was 150 gold. Okay, I do have money. But still, I'm buying the materials, so... Right. So, uh, all that remains is the selling. So, who's going to frontline that? Uh, and just so you know, uh, selling is not purely diplomacy-based. Uh, you can do it with diplomacy, you can do it with praise, you can do it with bluff. Uh, can I... Can I do it with my BAB? Is that acceptable? Uh, I feel like that'd be no. good. Um, well, I mean, that's just called killing people and taking their money. So technically, yes. Can I do it with perception or knowledge of engineering or... Handle animal, maybe? I have diplomacy, bluff, and appraise. But because of my odd appearance, I get penalized for dealing with normal people. Yeah, I also get uh, penalties with uh, diplomacy. Hey, uh, it, it's it's a bit of a shame that the other charisma casters back sleeping in the inn, but Riley also antisocial. That's true. Especially since he just said he's got like a plus nine to his diplomacy. Yeah. So, uh, Mister Face, uh, you want to handle that? I mean, I've got a plus seven. Hey. Let Leaf do it. He has a plus seven. That's good. I'm busy talking to the people who want to take all my money away. Fair enough. Uh, Leaf, with your plus seven, 
go ahead and make me a diplomacy. Okay. Uh, oh, also, I, I get an additional plus two versus humanoids. These would be humanoids. You're not selling these things to beholders. But bam 23 then. That's pretty good. Uh, so, you would get appropriate prices, plus a little bit of edge. Uh, Alright, so, all in all, uh, with, with that sale, a good chunk of it, and I mean a good chunk of it, coming from the gems you had, uh, due to gems actually selling generally at cost, uh, instead of half, like most things, um, you end up making, uh, with your good, with your good boy roll, uh, and, uh, 650 gold. Who all votes that since Foresight didn't come, he doesn't get a share? <laughs> I'll vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with, with all those things being sold, the, the vast majority chunk, like individual chunk coming from, uh, from the gems, uh, being around 300 and uh 60 gold that you got from those uh you you've made 650. that's decent is is that enough to set sail to the uh Morheim gravy train uh it's <laughs> close if you can convince them to drop the uh like the extra late payment fees and and shit like that the quote-unquote spite fees yeah, you said there was about 200 gold worth of spite fees on it last time. Uh, it would it would put it quite close. Um, I believe being only about fif- 15 shy, thereabouts. The uh, unfortunate thing is we still need 750 gold for the potion of cure disease for little old Nina. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Which um, I think takes us ne- to the next thing on the maybe-to-sell list, which, unfortunately, might be the mahogany items. Unfortunately, was Riley planning on keeping them? How dare you <laughs> even insinuate? Like, I-, I know they would be great additions to our food wagon at some point in the distant future, but... I feel like lugging around that giant table that's currently in two pieces for the rest of this journey is going to be a lot. I mean, they put it back together, sort of. They they used they used uh they broke down two of the chairs. Yeah, they did repair it with the chair. Yeah, they 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 broke down a chair to repair it. Oh, so we have one full table. So that's technically even better to sell now and harder to keep traveling with. We don't have to if you guys don't want to. But it doesn't hurt to look to see I mean, who would want to buy it. It's a mahogany table. Honestly, I feel like you have the most investment in this. In the table? Like Riley was Riley was on board for it too, but Lark was the most heavily invested in it. So Lark, it, it's up to you. It's effectively your table. I mean, I've I've got it all repaired and stuff, so I mean I'm not particularly attached to it at the moment. You were only attached to it when it was broken? Well, I'm, I was only attached to it when we could, like, have some potential value out of it. Uh, so I'm fine with getting rid of it. So, uh, from being broken, it did lose a little bit of value, uh, even though repaired and shinied up and whatnot, uh, because it is no longer a solid slab. It loses a little bit of value, 
not too much um instead of selling for 150 like it would have it will sell for 130 all righty uh, uh plus the uh two chairs we have left i believe you have four chairs maybe each of which were six gold well i can't argue with that that's more than what i said <laughs> you don't want to argue that down you don't want to haggle with us having having less chairs no. So, uh, that will give so, you... So, 154 total? Yes. Okay. Because technically they are worth more than that. Those are just the, the sell-it prices. Yeah. Selling it to somebody who can sell it for a higher price. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, that out of the way. You do have other things that you, like, were kind of like, I want to hold on to it if we can. Uh, if you want to try and sell those. Oh, well, let's get to the uh, the big ticket stuff, the the actual magic items that we picked up, and at least hand those out so people can start carrying and using them instead of them just riding away in the uh, party inventory. Correct. I believe uh, Lark was already wearing the... Uh, quick change? The quick change cloak, yeah. Yeah, I was. But Would, I think uh... I only borrowed that, eh? Hey! <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh... A Gazebo. What? <laughs> Not a gazebo. He's freaking uh, out because Lark actually said A. No. Oh. Uh, That's oh. why you shouted A. Wow. Do I say that like all the time? Yeah. Not really. The only reason I recognize that is because my mom does the same thing whenever anyone speaks in an accent. She just repeats all the things that they said in an excited voice. This this is the first time I've really noticed you say it, so I was excited. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> like a kid Why on Christmas. Why do you get so excited about Canadian accents? I don't know. You have a thing for Canadians now? I wouldn't say I have a thing for Canadians. I just, Lark, watch I out. Know. Run. Never, go, never look back. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I, I learned last week that Nova Scotia is in Canada. I thought it was in Europe. What? <laughs> what? Sean? I I never what? heard in you... context. All I'd ever heard was the name. Like, why would you openly share that with other people? Sean doesn't geography. <laughs> you don't have to geography to know that Nova Scotia is in Canada. Well, it sounds like a like a really Norwegian style sort of name. So I thought it was in Northern Europe. Just keep digging that hole. That's so random. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I learned that is because we apparently uh, picked up a listener in Nova Scotia. And I was like, ooh, another thing in Canada. And I went over and it said Nova Scotia. I was like, oh, that's in Canada. Wow. Shout outs to that guy. Nice. Helping Sean learn stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nova Scotia listener, thank you for making Sean slightly more intelligent. It doesn't change <laughs> my intelligence. It just increases my knowledge. Sure. Well, now if we can just get listeners in like one of every other country in the world so you can find all of them on the map, that would be great. Well, unfortunately, I know people talk shit about the American educational system, but man, I think it's really failed us if he doesn't know where Canada is. I know where Canada oh, shit. fucking is. <laughs> I'm sorry you? I have Canadian geography in fucking Texas. No, Weird. they just have geography, and you're supposed to learn the whole goddamn world map. Yeah, I took, I, I took this thing in seventh grade. It was called world geography. It let me know where everything. Oh, that was. sounds made up. Shut up. 
Okay. In every country. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I ever had that class. Did you say, are you gonna say name every country? I think that's what the audience is saying. Let me, uh, let me look up Animaniacs real quick. <laughs> I was thinking it, man, you just said it. <laughs> Alright, so I'm uncultured. Anyway, let's move on. Uh... No, you're pretty cultured, just American cultured. We're only concerned about ourselves, that's all that matters. Especially since we're from Texas, because we only care about Texas. We're even more American than regular Americans. <laughs> Wouldn't that make us less American? No, we're America squared. <laughs> Good for children ages four. Tell me I'm fucking wrong, I'm not. Hey, after this segment, you can you can mark us as educational. Do it. Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> Uh, and you know what, you know what you should do at the end of every episode put a fun fact <laughs> education yeah actually uh, honestly i'm pretty sure wyoming is is america squared and what makes wyoming so special it's a square well i think texas needs to invade wyoming <laughs> 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 wow, there was only one real response and you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um jeez. Any anywho. Okay, so y'all y'all are dishing out the items. So um there's the quick change cloak, there's the ring of protection plus one, and there's the ring of swarming stats. Right. And um as mentioned on my very elaborate and lengthy write-up. <laughs> Um, I, I'm of the opinion that the Ring of Swarming Stabs, which I believe does extra damage when flanking a couple of times per day, uh, is probably best fit for Lark, since in combat he'll probably always want to be flanking. Yep. I think it does more than a couple times. I think it's just any time you successfully hit while flanking. Oh, I thought it was... a swift action. Okay, maybe that was it. Uh, either way, that's even better. <laughs> I'll look it up right quick. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, uh, does make good sense for him. Uh, it could also be used on anybody who would be flanking with him, uh, so that both sides are dealing extra damage. Yeah, honestly, I would I would either say Riley or Lark. Right. But if if Riley would like to give it to Lark, then uh, you were right. It is twice per day. Ah, my memory works. Haha. -ha. I know where Canada is. So yeah, I think the. Uh... I know where Canada is. <laughs> Nova Scotia is a tiny little sliver of Canada. Is it though? Well, I mean, it, it's a big enough land, but comparatively, yeah. Dude, it's like our biggest province. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, those four-year-olds are getting a lot of content out of this episode. <laughs> so, anyway, Ring of Swarming Stabs, Riley or Lark? Let, let's give it to Lark. That's who I want to have it, who I think should have it. I am Lark, fine with having it. On. Lark. Lark. Yes? Do you put it on? Uh, that question makes me think that it's cursed, but yes. <laughs> so, as soon... Make 16 well saves. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What were you saying? I just said make 16 well saves. <laughs> no. No, no, no. But uh, as soon as you put it on, there rings out a voice. 
so gleeful and joyous. Notice, headphone warning ahead. Oh yeah! I take the it's ring off. Been like two hundred fucking years since I've been able to say anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Oh great, it is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, Troy, is this the sugar tits ring? <laughs> I don't know. That one sounded more like a goblin, so I don't know if it's the same exact personality, hey, but this is the same situation. Um would you mind just just hey future Sean who's editing this? Uh could you add like a little headphone warning? Right before you say, oh yeah. That'd be yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. It, like, it I'll... wasn't loud enough. Let them know to turn up their volume before that point. <laughs> no, I'll just yeah, it down it? so it's not stupid. Uh, I, I had to yell to get the voice. I didn't mean to actually like yell at y'all. No, it's good. I'm just partially deaf now. N no biggie. Gotta be ready for the Mi 6 ring. <laughs> ready for the Miso ring? I can't make. You guys, okay, I'll have to turn up my volume. <laughs> Wait, didn't we have a potion of remove curse? We have, I think we have the one that we're trying to give to Nina so she's not going to turn into a werewolf. So then did we also need the potion of remove disease? Is it like a, a both thing? I believe so, if my memory serves correct. Because if the curse was removed, she gets another chance to save against the disease, if I'm remembering right. Yes. Yeah. So then a potion of removed disease would basically guarantee it. Okay, so is that everything on the list? So you said you said everybody can hear this? You said everybody can hear this voice though? Oh yeah, it's it's audible. People are like around just like fucking like turn to look at at Lark who's like puts it on, this starts happening, he's trying to fucking tug it off his finger and it won't. Oh. I Guys, think we're... My, my ring's a frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it, man. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, I'm glad I got that out of my system. Hey, uh, what's up, everybody? What's up? Hey, there's people around. This is great. This is awesome. This is so, the tits. Uh, so, so, so what's your deal? Oh, me? I'm just a little old ring. But, you know, it, 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 it's nice to be able to see and hear and talk again. You know, I gotta have, I gotta, I gotta be on somebody to do that. Oh, okay. So, uh, it, it, it's nice to meet you. Uh, you, you can call me, uh, Swarmy. That's what, that's what, that's what the last guy, uh, who, who had me called me, Swarmy. Uh, what happened to the last guy out of curiosity? Oh, uh, I think somebody cut his head off. Anyway, uh... Yeah. I, I hope you didn't have anything to do with that. What? No. Who do you think I am? A oh, cursory. I see. We got a. We got a. We we got a babe over here with us. You you friends over here with this uh with this stacked lady right here. Hey hey Shukatets, how's it going? Oh goddamn Great. I have a plus one ring of sexual harassment. <laughs> 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 well, if it's if the plus is to the sexual harassment, it's like plus five. Uh, wow, that's worth a lot of money if it's a plus five. <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> so what, what what I'm thinking of with that comment is that this is just gonna everybody's gonna lose a finger at some point. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm strongly like considering cutting mine off. <laughs> you can just reattach it. We've learned. <laughs> well, we'd have to go wake up Foresight, and we can't. He he doesn't want to leave. But what if what if the ring is still bound to the finger? You just cut off the tiny sliver that the ring's attached to, and you wind up with a finger that's a half inch too short. I don't think I can't be fine with that. I don't think it works like that. Sure does. <laughs> well, like Riley's finger was cut off at the joint. So that's that's a little bit easier. It's it's a little bit different when you're cutting the bones in half. Yeah, I'll cut mine off at the joint. Right, but <laughs> if it's still bound to the finger, you can't just cut the little slit where the, the ring is and put it back on. Well, I mean, the knuckle's a joint. Yeah, the knuckle's a joint. So he's just going to take <laughs> off that bottom section of his finger and reattach the knuckle to the base joint. Isn't the bottom section of his finger just his hand? Or am I misconceptualizing this? I, I think we have different ideas of what's going on here. Okay, so I, if the I, finger I, is Canada, then is the hand... <laughs> <laughs> I understand what he's talking about, so it doesn't matter. Fair enough. In the theoretical that the ring is bound to the finger even after you cut it off, like, are, are you just going to remove your your first knuckle entirely and connect your second knuckle to your first knuckle on your hand and just have a yeah. super stubby finger is that what yeah. you're talking about yeah people are like lego pieces sean <laughs> yeah that's how that works <laughs> I, I i don't think i don't think that'll go well um but yeah you've got a intelligent uh talking ring uh, cool that'll help you stab people in the back Cool. Uh, I'm writing down the uh, the actual stuff for it. What's the um, what's the exact wording on that? The exact wording? Oh, of how that works. Uh, twice per day, when the wearer is flanking an opponent, he can, as a swift action, deal an additional 1d6 points of damage on a successful melee attack against that opponent. This is a sneak attack for any effects that reduce or negate such damage. Uh, does that stack with sneak attack? Yes. Because it's it's just extra damage on top. Yes. And yes, the loud ass ring is attached to the rope. Mm-hmm. Because that's what rogues want. Loud ass rings. It, it is uh it is intelligent. It can be reasoned with. Right. Okay. So uh <laughs> how's how's it going everybody? We having a party? Is this a party? There's a lot of people around. Uh does the um you know, kid, you're kind of young. Should you should you be here with the adults? Does the um does the sound sound like it's emanating from the ring? Uh, or is it just not. like a disembodied voice, just like? You know, oh, it, it, it's kind of emanating from the ring, yeah. Okay, so if I sort of like grasp the ring like around my like like with my other hand, I just like um hold my hand around the ring. Um, does it sound muffled at oh, all? Hey, Matt, you know, that, that's really weird. <laughs> I, I can't see anything when you do this, and I can still tell it, but... Like, hey, really? This is just rude. Come on! Um, Come I, on! Sorry. 
Lark, I, I, I think you might want to invest in some clothes. Uh, you, it's funny you They're say that. Very thick clothes. It's funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's exactly what I was doing. I'm uh, I'm making some gloves. <laughs> Lark's just like, I'm sorry, Adira. I need this now. <laughs> yeah, and I I could. I could attempt to uh, to fashion some kind of stone stone ring to go over that ring, maybe, if if you would like to, uh, you know, add a little bit of insulation from the noise. Possibly. Come on, come on, guys! This is Well, Sean, Sean, just as a matter of point, don't all um, adventurers' outfits come with a set of gloves? Yes. So Lark probably owns a set of gloves. Yes. But uh, I want to make some master gloves. Okay. Uh, it would if, if it's tier one, it'll be another 17 gold. Okay, so you're crafting gloves. Uh, th- uh, w- once you get to it, uh, this thing is uh, not um, it's not very keen on shutting up. Um, I was just gonna ask, uh, how, um, how open are you to inventing Mastorg benefit tiers? So long as they don't overlap too much or overpower too much, that's fine. I would like to make muffling gloves. <laughs> muffling gloves. I think that would fit into the skill bonus one. Okay. Uh, plus, plus skill to, uh, to, let's say... Let's say specifically diplomacy to this ring to make it shut up. Okay. Or actually concealable would be good. A plus four quality bonus to sleight of hand checks to hide the fucking ring. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll have that apply to some things. Okay, that's fair. Um... There was another item on the list that was to be divvied up. Yes, the ring of protection plus one. <clears throat> Riley still want that? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, well, uh, it's probably best to focus on the, uh, the quick change cloak first to see if we want to keep it or if we want to liquidate it. Um, because honestly, if we're going to liquidate it and Riley's going to take a portion of the funds, if there's enough to get both what Nina needs and to pay off his debts, then I don't think he would want to carry the ring of protection just in terms of being fair and spreading well. And so... don't forget that you do still have some high dollar potions as well. Uh, yes. Left over that y'all were kind of like it would be nice to have these. That's true too. Um, but why don't we focus on the the cloak first? Do we as a party think we really need to keep this? Is this something we want to keep in reserve for sick disguise situations? Or, I mean, I feel like that's like a rogue type thing. So once again, I think that might be like a if Lark wants it. Sorry, what are we debating right now? I'm uh, I'm writing down the stats for my muffin gloves. <laughs> that uh, cloak, the quick change. Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind having it. Um, but uh, if anybody else would like to to keep it, uh, go right for it. I think they're considering selling it. Is the thing? Uh, I would rather I would rather keep it than sell it. Well, then I, I think Lark talked his way into holding on to a cloak of quick change. Uh, are you the only one in the party who has invested in disguise? Uh, I'm not even sure if I have invested in disguise, but if I have this cloak, then I will. Yeah, I actually haven't invested in anything to disguise. Um, but I will next level. As uh, actually, uh, Lark, go ahead and make me an intelligence check. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Yes, sir. Uh, I rolled a 14 on my intelligence. All right, so you would remember the first time when you were testing it out that uh, while the bulk of the disguise uh, that was stored within previously uh, was, like, ill-fitted and just kind of plopped onto the floor and wasn't anything useful, um, there was a golden mask that may be worth something. Okay, so um, I will pop on the cloak of quick change and I will uh, shift into my golden mask. All right. Is this thing cursed as well? Can I take it off? No, it's not. It's not cursed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a plain old quick change cloak. Uh, and you can pull the mask off because uh, all it does is stores disguises. It doesn't like it doesn't magically make these disguises. It just stores them. I would have been so pissed if the mask was like another frat boy from a rival fraternity. <laughs> hey, dude, you fucking suck, <laughs> Ring, man. Fuck you. They just yell back and forth all the time. <laughs> talking shit. Take it off. You can't even sleep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Sigma 5, fuck you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, no, it's, it's just a well-made uh, golden mask that kind of has like a, a tragedy sort of feel to it, but it's a little more smooth than the tragedy and comedy style masks. Alright. Kind of, kind of that uh, like, if you mixed a tragedy mask with a shy guy mask. That's what mm -hmm. it is. So like the mask from Scream? Uh, a little. Still smoother. Like, it has the overall <laughs> shape of the shy guy mask, but it's got like yeah. the big frown uh, that kind of is just cut out of it, and like these like crescent moon eyes almost. Yeah. So there is that, uh, which could be sold. You don't know how much it's worth, unless you All right. an appraise. You can try to find out how much it's worth. Punch it with an appraise check. I do have punch an appraise it. check. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it with an appraise. Uh, I rolled a seventeen on appraise. Alright, so you feel like it's it's in the hundreds at least. Like you're not it's very well made. Uh it is it is made mostly of solid gold. Uh there are a few like there's a rim of not especially expensive gems, but uh gemstones nonetheless, uh that border the mask. Uh, so you, you imagine it's worth at least a couple hundred gold. Is our um, resident historian kicking around? Uh, he is back at the uh, inn because he was uh, he was doing some study. Okay, I'd like to, him to take a look at this mask before we make any decision regarding what to do with it. Okay, so you're just going to hang on to it for now. All right. Do you, do you at least show that it's a possibility to everybody? Be like, hey. Abs absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I show everybody, hey, golden mask. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, I mean, then in that case, since I think Lark's the only character that would get use out of the uh, quick change cloak, he may as well hold on to it now and toss that on his shoulders. Okay. Uh, remind me, Sean, how many um, disguises can the quick change cloak? Uh, Three. Hold? Um, another question before um, I uh, consider jumping into a portable hole is this like is this considered a an extra dimensional effect? Uh, I don't think so. Um, let me look right quick. It does not state so no. Okay, so um, I am able to hold into to jump into um, 
Yeah, it's uh, not going to blow up if you... Destroying reality. <laughs> right. It, it's not going to blow yeah. up on you. Uh, it's, pre, it's pre-resequit spell is prestidigitation, so I, I I don't think it has... You have anything to worry about. Yeah, okay, it should be fine. And literally, the way you make it work is you, like, flourish with the with the thing and, like, cover your face with it for a okay. moment, and then your disguise changes. That's amazing. Okay, with that, you now have the potions uh to look at let's see you have a full flask of mage armor uh which okay so the flask flask would market price be 175 gold uh you would get half of that you have a flask Uh, you have two unidentified flasks which you could have identified for a small fee uh, which, if you're selling them, they will just take that out of. You have a filter of resist fire, and a potion of, or a vial of hide from undead, a vial of pass without trace, as well. Okay, so that resist energy one. Let's see here. Uh, would probably be worth the most. Uh, being, being worth uh, six hundred and seventy-five gold at market. Oof. Oof. Oh, okay. Wow, I thought we had money problems. Never mind. Now, like selling it, you get half that. So still, but... I think we're I think we're closing in on our total um end goal. Right. And you may actually be able to get a little bit more if it's a trade-in. Like, hey, can I give you this for a discount on that? Right. Thing. So, what all potions do you want to toss in? Um, are the is the potion of hide from undead and the potion of pass without trace the worth the same? Yeah, they're both fifty gold. That's market price, right? Yeah, that's market. Okay, so because uh, right now I think we're sitting at uh, eight hundred and four gold pieces from all of our cells, and uh, Riley needs eight sixty five to pay off his debts, and then we need seven fifty to get the you could, uh you could argue away 200 of that group. right right um so math finder everybody i love math finder i mean i guess to start with why don't we get rid of the resist fire if everyone's fine with that that's a situational thing that's by the time it becomes important we'll probably have enough money or spell casting to get it more easily anyways agreed if you're doing it as a trade-in towards that one potion, they will give you 370 gold for it, which is a little higher than you would get otherwise. Okay. Then uh, we can also, along the same uh, train of thought, we can throw in the Potion of Undead and Potion of Pass Without Trace. Which will get you another 50, bringing you up to 420. Okay. And that Flask of Mage Armor, since I think everyone wears, wears armor in our party... Um, if we can, again, I feel like I'm just hogging a bunch of magical items here, but, uh, sell it if you need to. I'm not particularly attached to it, but the thing is, is while I'm wearing my armor, um, I'm encumbered, which kind of screws over all of my skill checks. Um, so that might actually be useful for me. Okay. But if if you need to sell it, sell it. We do have an oil of mage armor kicking around our party inventory. If you want to hold on to that. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. In that case, if you're cool with it, to bring us up to an even 
500. I'd like to sell the flask, but you can take the oil of mage armor that we're carrying. I am fine with this. Okay, let's do that. Wait, hold, hold up. Uh, you're talking about the mage armor, right? Yes. Okay, so that should kick us up to 500 uh, apothecary credit. <laughs> uh, correct, and I actually forgot to apply some, so so that'll actually take you up to 513 apothecary credit. Ooh, which they will hold for you. They're like, if you're going to spend it here, like you can come back later. Like, they'll just hold right. on to the actual gold. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, While we're at it, since we're selling a whole bunch of potions anyways, if they want to identify the two potions that we couldn't figure out, and then we'd see if we want to sell it, that sounds legit to me. It it costs uh, five silver to I identify. Oh. Her attempt of identify. So it's it's not. Yeah, that's fine. Have at it. Uh, Okay, so I will roll for them. There's my 20. That's good. That's good. Okay, so the you also have two un unidentified scrolls, but this place won't take them. So you could you could have them identified here, though. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, if they'll identify them here, why not? Okay, so they got the potions on the first try. Uh, you have a flask of neutralized po poison and a flask of fox's cunning, uh, both of which are level two spells. So they will also net you a big fucking thing, just like the resist fire did, as they're both full. And the scrolls, scroll here, and that's a good roll. That's a good roll. All right, so um, the scrolls are of scrying and certain grit, uh, which I have to look up the prices for level three spells. Certain grip, interesting. Because one's a level two and one's a level three spell. One's a bard level three spell, I think. So, uh, the scrying one is worth 525 market, and the certain grip is worth 150 market. Okay. Awesome. Um, the uh, neutralized poison flask sounds legitimately very useful to hang on to. <laughs> but the. Um, is Fox's Cunning intelligence? Yes. I believe it gives you plus four to your intelligence. Does anyone in our party cast with intelligence? I don't. I don't think so. All right. Well, neat. Then I think that's a big old sell. All right. So that's another six seventy-five market. So, uh, plus, I will we'll go it up to three seventy because it's credit three seventy. Uh, that will bring you to 883, which will be enough to get your potion. Ooh, awesome. Awesome. So then, yeah, I guess since we've been primarily dealing with the apothecary, we can cash in for the potion pretty much right away, especially since they gave us a little bit of bonus for credit. So let's do that. And Unless y'all want to continue buying potions, I will undo the bonus and cash out the rest. No, that, I mean, that sounds fine. The way it is. Okay. Okay, so your remaining gold back will be 120. 120, so that brings us to 924 gold that we're getting back from selling total so far. Um, we got our nice potion of remove disease. Um, and actually, in pocket, that's enough to pay off my debt. So, um, 
That's awesome. <laughs> Great. So uh, we do have that ring of protection still in the inventory. If the party's fine with it, uh, I think that either Riley, since he's the frontline fighter of the party, or maybe Foresight just for extra healer security is probably the best bet. And since we're spending so much money paying off Riley's debts, he's of the mind to maybe give it to Foresight, at least for now. Foresight has scale mail. That's still plus one to your AC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like a shield. Forgot about that shield. I need to remember that shield. Yeah. Probably. Well, so does Foresight have the highest AC out of everybody? <laughs> oh, well, if that's the case. <laughs> um, well, they can keep it. Okay. I mean, if that's fine with everyone. You have acquired the potion you were seeking, as well as having gotten enough money to pay off your debt. Uh, how, how are you going to... Actually, um, I need Riley to make a perception check uh, while he is putting gold. Is that naked guy again? <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's see. Six in the die brings me to a twelve. Alright. So you notice something in your money pouch. A small piece of paper that says, read me. Huh. Well, that's probably trash. I should throw this away. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's curious. Uh, Riley will uh, take it out and um, uh, pray it's not exploding runes and give it a read. No. Uh, uh, it says, Come to the alley across from the blacksmith. Come alone and don't say anything or the girl will die. Does it give a time frame? No. Oh, man. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. That's, uh, a little more concerning. So, yeah, Riley reads that and probably pauses while reading it to think about the current situation. I would imagine there's, like, a distinct shift in his demeanor as he, like, stops and just thinks about the situation. Uh, everyone present can make me a perception check, please. Lark rolled a uh, critical success, 27. Brock got a 13. Might you switch into physical dice after that? Don't mind me with my tent. Well, everybody would notice uh, that Riley has kind of stopped doing what he was doing. Uh, Lark, however, you would have been watching him while he was, like, opening his bag and seen this entire happening to some degree. Uh, and I'll let you decide with that score whether you were standing over his shoulder or not. Um... Probably, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Okay. In that case, uh, Riley's going to... Um, since uh, Assuming we're like wrapping up shopping and realizing that we have enough money to pay for pretty much everything at this point, he's going to turn to Gerard and say, um, we have some pressing matters to tend to. There's a woman, a girl in this town suffering from a disease that we're invested in curing. And he uh, glances at his party, then back at Gerard, and says, I had been of the mind to negotiate a little bit away from the spite fee that has been thrown onto my mother's debts, but considering we have more than enough money to pay and there's more pressing matters at hand, I'd just as much give you your money and be done with this. I'm assuming you have a, a writ of satisfaction for this debt with you? He nods and says... Oh, you've been quick about it. 
I'd be willing to waive the, uh, the fee I've been attested to anyway. About 180 gold. Fair enough. And Riley will uh, count out the uh, money he's asking for. Which is what, 685 now? Firm, yes. Oh, that head math. Great. All right. That leaves... Um, uh, yep, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask everybody who is around to make a sense motive to notice Riley acting a bit strange. Nine. Rock solid four from Brock. Nat 24, 23. Damn. Uh, Adira, you want to use your fucking automatic backup thing? Oh, I, I can do that, can't I? Yeah. Just roll again? Yes. The effect is the same. Um, well, actually, I guess it's not, because that would get, get me a <laughs> wrong conclusion. Anyway, uh, Leaf, you can tell that something that very recent, like extremely recent, the last few moments, has suddenly very greatly worried Riley. And um, once uh, Riley exchanged money with uh, Gerard and gets the satisfaction, I'm assuming, from him, um, just so they don't come chasing me later. That'd be annoying. Right. <laughs> He's going to uh, turn towards Leaf since Leaf's had some investments in uh, helping Foresight pick up like roots and herbs and stuff for Nina and say, um, Leaf, there's something I unfortunately must tend to in town. Uh, I believe it's important to make haste to Nina with these goods. And he hands over to Leaf the potion of removed disease, the flask of break curse and we have a potion resistance as well that i think is just a nice topper into all of this along okay. with the uh notes he got in his um uh make me a sleight of hand check sure 12 on the die uh 14 okay uh leaf of course it's going into your hands you would notice so the, the, it's, it's the note that says or the girl dies yeah and uh, Riley hurries away almost immediately after making his intent clear and handing over the goods. Well, uh, as as you're like handing everything over, he's he's just gonna kind of like grab your hand and and make very aggressive eye contact, <laughs> uh, before accepting what you're handing over. Just kind of like that that subtle, uh, what the hell's going on? Kind of kind of look. Riley uh, just nods, smiles, and says, I'm sure everything will be fine. You needn't worry. And we'll head off into the night, because it's always night. Yes, into the night. Gerard and his band will look significantly more relaxed now, waving to you as you leave and says, perhaps we'll see you in the inn then. Waving to who? To Riley. I look forward to it. It would be a pleasure to talk more. He'll nod at you and he'll begin speaking with his two compatriots turning to the rest of the party and saying, well, now that this bad business is over, perhaps we can meet at the end and have a good drink or two. Uh, whenever you're done with uh, what he was speaking of, perhaps. I actually need to get back to the inn. I have an appointment with Clint, so if you don't mind me accompanying you. Not at all, miss. All right. Uh, and along the way, he's like, got to say, you may not be the weirdest person I've ever come into contact with, but you do look a bit odd. I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Don't feel like talking about it. I get it. 
and he'll drop the issue. Uh, I believe Leaf was saying something. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say and go through uh, and, and like organize all the stuff that I've been handed, and I guess I, I take a peek at the note. Uh, you would you would see that like on one of the unfolded backs, it says "Read me," and on the inside. Uh, its contents are come to the alley uh, across from the blacksmith and don't tell anybody or the girl dies okay is is there like an alcove that like I can direct uh, the remaining members of the group toward um just more like a, or less. Like at the front of a building or, or like a receded doorway or, or something yeah so I, I guess I, I just kind of like pull everybody over, tugging at sleeves, and I, I kind of have box stoop over so that uh, it, it reduces visibility of what I'm doing with my hands. And uh, I, I just kind of put the note up against the wall and I point at it, uh, at, at the words scrawled on it. I say, Riley just handed this to me. This is bad. Um, I say, uh, I'm aware. I'm going to follow him. Alone? From the shadows, of course. I can't promise stealth, but I feel obligated to assist. Uh, I too feel if they are demanding he arrive alone, it's probably a trap of some kind. And someone's life is threatened beyond Rayleigh's. Uh, who do you think this girl is? Nina? Um, has Riley mentioned any acquaintances that he would know other than her? Not that I'm aware of. But I suppose these are questions for another time. Our friend is uh, potentially in danger. Do you know where this blacksmith is? Uh, Y'all would have all seen the blacksmith while you were wandering around the merchant area, or the market. Uh, so how, how do we do this without alerting wh whoever would be uh, perpetrating this? Maybe if, if you're able to sneak up and observe, uh, and then you you whistle if uh, there's danger. Um. Well, I imagine if there's going to be trouble. Well, how how close were you guys planning on being? Well, we could easily pretend that us two are simply just shopping on the other side of the street or something. Uh, yes, a, a, a block down or, or so. Uh, just somewhere in whistling distance. Alright, well, I'll figure something out. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll try and stay nearby. And, uh, yeah. Begin convening on the immediate vicinity around the blacksmith. Try and stay at, at least, like, two buildings down. Okay. Minimum. Uh, Lark, you are approaching, though. Go ahead and roll me a, a stealth check. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, uh, Adira, while you're walking uh, with Gerard and his band back to the inn, you happen past a stall that sells trinkets and toys, uh, suddenly remembering that uh, you had wanted to get box a toy. Uh, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Everything he might possibly want. Well, these things box are not is expensive. Um, the most expensive ones are, like, a silver, and the cheapest ones are around three copper. Like, I'll just fill my bag up with shit for him. How much money do I spend? Uh, we'll say you spend about 
two gold. Because that way when he destroys one toy, he'll have another toy. Okay. Uh, so Lark got a 22 on stealth, which is a very good stealth. And you sneak up. Uh, and Riley, uh, you've entered, or you arrive at the alleyway. Uh, what do you do? This is a little bit ahead of everyone else. Uh, checking around the street he's entering on, does he notice anyone trailing him or following him or anything? No. Well, um, I guess he uh, takes a deep breath, abraces himself for uh, an inevitable, inevitable encounter with someone, and uh, will venture carefully into the alley. All right. You make it about halfway down when Lark comes creeping up to the edge of the alley, poking his head around to look. And at that moment, a figure will step out from the back end of the alley and begin to slowly walk forward. A disheveled man in tattered clothes and something just doesn't seem right about him. <laughs> you know, you do smell like her. <laughs> uh, and when he looks up, uh, you can see uh, through what little moonlight uh, cascades down that his wiry form begins to twist a little and contort uh, his arms lengthening and his face elongating and break time oh uh, yeah I knew it I knew you were going to call it there awesome <laughs> uh, I just want to say my action at this point would probably just be to start shouting out caca caca <laughs> <laughs> and Leaf's just like huh I didn't know there were crows and monkeys around here like you know, <laughs> I'm waiting for that whistle <laughs> <laughs> Lark just panics Kaka! <laughs> ooh monkey <laughs> Gary Malkin will love that oh, yeah I forgot about the kitty I forgot about the kitty in the branches did I get him a toy too sure I'd like to thank our patrons, Brian Rafe, Brian Bridges, Don Bewley, and Tim Demuse. You're all awesome, and thank you for supporting us. If you'd like to join them and get all sorts of rewards, including exclusive and sometimes early content, and even the chance to sit in live during our sessions, check us out on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream, or follow the link in the episode description. We also have a Ko-Fi and several other links in the description, so go check it out. This includes the link to The Hive, our Discord where you can come interact with us and a bunch of other podcasters and internet friends, some of whom are listed in the description as well. We have a special message from one of these friends now, so stay tuned, and as always, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. Mystery Fantasy Dungeon 9000 is a 25-year-old living and growing world. Now, two years as a podcast, we use rules from all editions of D&D &D and some from other D20 systems. Join 
as two groups brave this old world in which years of previous adventures have plundered and enjoyed locking away powerful evils. And now, after four ages, those very evils are breaking free. How will the current groups deal with this plight? Will they be able to deal with the things they've unleashed? Hunt us down monthly, wherever you can summon a podcast.